it, it was different, obviously. Um, well, you just can hear so much more relative to the game. Um, players on both sides of the ball, uh, obviously different than than what you're used to. Sean Payton, coach of the New Orleans Saints, on playing without the fans of the NFL's first uh, weekend got underway, and uh, different teams use different amounts of fans. I think what we all learned from the first weekend is Tom Brady sucks, as we've all thought <laughs> all along. He just happened to be in a good system. Um, he announced over the weekend that he wanted to, or it was announced over the weekend, he wanted to go to the New Orleans Saints. He thought that old... Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Drew yeah, Brees. that's right. Is that right? I'm having a mental blank. Saints quarterback, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was, they, uh, Brady thought he was going to retire, and he thought he was mm. going to the Saints, and that didn't work out that way. Mm. Hmm. So now he's sucking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He hits one game. He threw a couple of picks. What are you going to do? They're bad throws. When it comes down to his... Just bad throws. Bad throws. Bad can't throws. do it. That's Your what old I thought. man. I was watching and I said to myself, "Bad throws." There. Okay. <laughs> so I watched the NFL yesterday. I was on edge. I was. I felt like I was in a bad relationship. Did you have your face painted? And we hadn't. <laughs> Did you have your chest painted? My usual heavy makeup. Chest painting is a step up from face painting. Uh, agreed. It shows real commitment. Mm-hmm. Um. I felt like I was in a bad relationship, and I wasn't sure I was leaving, but I wasn't sure I was staying. Hmm. I'm darned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a quick note on the uh, the school thing that we promised. Caught my eye. New York Times piece, will 2020 be a lost year for American children um, in terms of education and the rest of it? And since, for whatever reason, lefty-type people tend to be more, we got to shut everything down. The fact that the New York Times was talking about the damage being done by two children, rather. I thought, wow, that's interesting. Uh, let me see what they have to say. Turns out it was a multi-person uh, conversation between a uh, handful of people, doctors, uh, um, uh, the, the, the unforgivable reporter, what's her name, Hannah Jones, who was in charge of the 1619 Project. The unforgivable reporter. Um, and a uh, uh, <clears throat> a Colorado, I think it was a Denver... You know, I could just open the article and I'd know, but um, uh, like uh, superintendent. So I thought, okay, this is worth reading. And well into it, this uh, superintendent gal from Colorado is describing how, well, because the kids have needs, we're doing our best. We have uh, child care workers in the schools. We have the kids uh, there. We have uh, this program, that program. We have the food. and, uh, And they're helping the kids learn the best they can. And so, uh, what's her name? Hannah Jones says, "Well, why child care providers or paraprofessionals instead of teachers teaching?" And anybody who's ever dealt with bureaucrats is going to love this. Uh, the bureaucrat responds, "Our child care providers work through the summer and are geared up to go while we're training our teaching staff and making sure that we have the protective equipment at scale to get going in all our schools. Working with people to address their concerns has been huge." You have to check all the health and safety procedures, and you have to address the emotional reaction that people have. Among teachers and parents, we have the entire spectrum from the science is clear, bring all the kids back, kids need to be in school too, don't let anybody back until we have 14 days with no consecutive coronavirus cases. What has really surprised me, frankly, has been the lack of clarity from medical experts. We've been meeting weekly with them to create a decision-making matrix for reopening. With school starting this week, we finally finished it. And then Ms. Hannah Jones, to her credit, says... Uh, you know, realizing the gal didn't answer the question at all. 
What's confusing to me is the science doesn't change based on whether you have a child care provider or teacher in the building. If we're saying we don't know enough for teachers to come back in the classroom, but we know enough for low-wage child care workers to come back in, I don't understand that. They should get a powerful union. I agree 100%, (laughs) says the administrator lady, who I'm picturing, who's the gal who does the voices for The Simpsons? Right. Whenever there's a dynamic businesswoman, right. it's, I can't think of her name. She's brilliant, but so so Hannah Jones saying, uh, "Wait a minute, you, what you said doesn't make any sense. What's the difference?" I agree one hundred percent. That's part of why we have really been pushing to have a decision making matrix that helps us communicate why it's safe to be back by looking at the data. A decision making matrix. But yes, it's a crazy world when we're saying it's not safe for teachers, but people who make fifteen to twenty dollars an hour can come back. Because you don't have a powerful union that politicians are afraid of. I've said to my teachers, I've said to my school board, I don't want to be a leader of an organization that believes that. And yet, that's what you're doing. And you can't explain it because there is no explanation other than everybody's going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. But the the teachers union is, uh, they're just unwilling. Because A... They may have a legitimate interest in protecting their uh, more susceptible members. And B, this is a great bargaining chip. Well, we'll consider coming back and teaching the kids in spite of this terrible, terrible COVID if you give us this. Mm-hmm. That's just a bargaining position. Which is really uh, awful. Oh, it is. It is. This... Does anybody care less about the education of kids than the teachers union? No. Do they, Who are involved that, in it? Is no. that on their radar at all? Kids oh. being educated. They're aware that they need to try to convince you that they care. It's really maddening. Yes, it is. You you could you could find a talking dog before you can find a pediatrician who says it's okay that all the kids are not socializing. It is unanimous. And they can come up with a way to have child care workers in the room who are helping the kids learn. But not teachers. Yeah. This this is so straight out of the Soviet Union. It's pretty crazy. And people are going along with it. And and acting like they don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Good for uh, good for the reporter there to uh you know, to, to drill down on that and not just take it at face face value since face value doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, well and I I just love the spouting of the bureaucraties. God, I got to remember that one for the next meeting we're in, where we're kind of, you know, f- trying to worm our way out of something. Yeah. Well, we've developed a decision matrix, and uh... we are just about ready to implement that. It's very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we get our decision matrix up and running. Um, so Jack was talking earlier uh, about, oh, we need to get to the whole, uh, the, the attempted assassination of the two L.A. Uh, cops, sheriff's deputies. Um but I want to throw this in as long as we're talking about the vid. Earlier, Jack was quoting a county official, it happened to be in the county where I live, uh, about how they have declared, we're, we don't have an emergency here. We have some sick people, but we're dealing with it fine. The idea that sweeping emergency powers should be in the hands of some county health girl who, who got mad and quit when they decided this. The idea that there should be sweeping emergency powers when there's no no emergency is uh, is 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 awful. Well, it's un-American, um, and and the state of Corruptifornia, of course, is is under the 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 iron grip of Gavin Mussolini, who just 
it cannot be reasoned with. But anyway, um, I've been sitting on this for a while, and I've meant to bring it to you, but... Like an egg. Bill Bill Wells is <laughs> the name... Waiting for it to hatch its information. There you go, finally. It, it, is, it, is, uh, it is cracked. And Bill Wells, the mayor of El Cajon, California, um, wrote an editorial, happened to be in the San Diego Union Tribune a while back. Um, here's why our police have not been enforcing pandemic-related laws. And, you know, thank goodness somebody, I mean, El Cajon's not a giant city, but at least somebody's saying this stuff. Uh, last Friday, I brought the city council together for a special meeting to discuss police enforcement of laws and regulations relating to the coronavirus pandemic. We decided as a city we don't want to pick the winners and losers in this pandemic and that we want, quote, people to be treated gently and with understanding of their situation. We are not telling people to stop social distancing or wearing masks. And the county or the state can still use their own powers of enforcement. I expect they may just do that. My impetus in doing this is not political, um, though I suppose few will believe that. My aim is to help people. The people I talk with are suffering. They are isolated and alone. Many are enduring severe financial hardship, only to be eclipsed for some... Uh, by significant depression, anxiety, family strife, addiction, weight gain, the inability to access health care. And, well, you can see where this is going. E- economically, California's response to the virus has been devastating. Of El Cajon's downtown businesses opened seven months ago, about half have closed, some for good. Oh, boy. Uh, he talks about the incredible loss in revenue for the city. Um, the most important uh, services are going to have to be cut. When all this began in March, I physically stood with the county health officials. I understood the plan to flatten the curve, and I've been and having been a hospital administrator, I agreed with the need to protect access to ICU beds and ventilators. Then, however, two weeks turned into several months, and the toll we as a society were paying for safety was, in my opinion, becoming far too high. I analogize this to seeing a spider in your house and reaction being to burn the house down. Um, then he talks about death by disease has always been a part of humanity. What's mystified me has been the massive amount of fear and the willingness to cause so much hardship, and yes, even death, to avoid a virus that statistically kills so few. Um, and he says, so we're not enforcing this stuff. You make your own decisions, be smart, social distance, wear your mask, but we are not going to crush people to avoid the coronavirus. How is that not caught on more across the country? If we could only save 99%, which we are. Which we, we are, have. just by the nature of the disease. What I'm going to be on the lookout for for years to come is, since we all rolled over so easily and closed down, how did the next next time there's a bad flu that kills 60,000, how do you not shut down businesses for that? Yeah, what's the number? It's projected to kill 40,000. Well, do we shut down businesses? Do we forbid haircutters from giving haircuts? All right, what about 60, like Jackson? What about 80? 85, 87, 87. Do I hear 87, 88? What's it going to take? Hmm. Um, if you didn't hear over the weekend, uh, yeah. Uh, scumbag tried to assassinate a couple of police officers in Los Angeles. We'll get the very latest on that. They're, they're, they're alive. Well, if you heard the best basketball player in the world saying, Cops are hunting down young black men on the streets of American cities. You might do something similar if you're mm-hmm. a crazy person. Uh, all the latest bring you up to speed on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. That was a cowardly act. Uh, the two deputies were doing their job, minding their own business, and watching out for the safety of the people on the train, and seeing somebody just walk up and just start shooting on them. It, it's, uh, it pisses me off. It dismays me at the same time, and I, there's no pretty way to say it. Two LAPD shot over the weekend. Uh, they're in critical condition, but alive. County sheriffs. But County sheriffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Guy just uh, walks up to the car, pulls out a gun, and attempts to execute him, and runs away. They have him on videotape. Uh, I suspect he will be found at some point. Um, there are plenty of good, decent people in the roughest hoods of L.A. who understand how important good policing is, and I, I suspect someone will uh, give up a name. I hope. There's an incident at the hospital that... To my mind, was overreported. Uh, I got hooked. Protesters showed up to the hospital where the uh, deputies, one of whom is a, a mother of a, a six-year-old boy, um, were were being treated and were chanting. According to the headlines I saw, "I hope they effing die." I hope they effing die. Turns out, it was a total of four people. And it was one belligerent piece of crap, subhuman jerk, who was causing the trouble and yelling. It was four idiots, one of whom was the prime idiot. So I see this headline. I'm picturing, like, you know, protesters, a group of people chanting, I hope they effing die. It was one a-hole who I hope gets hit by a bus today. Um, So... It's not humanity's not quite as sick as I thought it was briefly, um, but I sure hope they bring this guy to justice. I got called out for my anti-Trump bias as I was completely wrong in describing the Trump rally in uh, Nevada yesterday. Mm. I just looked at the video. I thought never it was, a Trumper. I just thought it was. I thought it was. Well, I'm looking at the headline up there. Trump holds indoor rally. Okay, that's why I thought it was indoor. I've been told over and over and it is. Was I've it or heard not? half a dozen times it was. We got this uh, text. Yeah, Trump. You're just like the fake news. You're misleading the whole story. It was an outside the airport, not indoors. No, it was a building outside the airport, but it was a building. I heard Trump talking about the guy whose building it is. He said we could use it. Okay. So it was indoors. I've seen the ceiling on the shots from the inside. Always confident, seldom right. Thank you for that text. (laughs) Now, the the texture was right. They did use the word outside in describing where the building was. The building was outside the airport. And stop yelling at me, texters. (laughs) I like this headline. Maybe we'll get to this later. YouTuber explains why he live-streamed himself pooping on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. No explanation needed. (laughs) I think it explains itself. Do we have to explain art? Exactly. All right. You don't explain why you wrote an editorial. It's there in the editorial. That's what editorials are. That was an editorial poop. Interpretation is left to the art consumer, not the art creator. Why are you singing at this singing concert? You know, come on now. There there will be no peeps for Halloween if indeed you get to have Halloween where you live. Another consequence of the coronavirus pandemic, according to the Associated Press... They didn't produce the popular marshmallow sweets for Halloween, Christmas, or Valentine's Day as the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania-based company 
prepares for next Easter. They had shut down over coronavirus. They're way behind. No! And they're just going to get stuff out in time for Easter. That's their biggest and busiest time of the year. Even bigger than Halloween. Okay. Uh, Yeah, peeps are an Easter thing. Okay. Primarily. I was hearing about that with cars. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's, There's a shortage of so many different things out there. I mentioned going to the skateboard store and they had zero of any of the things my son wanted to buy because all these plants shut down and it'll just take forever. Horse trailers. We bought a horse trailer. They said they're down to practically none. It'll be three years before they get caught up on trailers. Jeez. It's true for so many different things. How big a trailer can you hook up to a horse? <laughs> Depends on the size of the horse. Oh, obviously. Sorry. This is a duck sized horse, so it can be a very, it's not a very big trailer. How many trailer. do you have? <laughs> um, but, uh, People didn't buy very many fewer cars during this whole coronavirus thing than they usually do. Slight dip, but not much, while they were making zero cars. How interesting. So they're way behind on that. There's all kinds of supply chain disruption going on out there. Meanwhile, the aid packages being discussed uh, in Washington are dead because the Democrats refuse to negotiate anymore with the Republicans. Republicans said, look, half a loaf is, a loaf is better than none. And, and Nancy said essentially, no, nah, we'd rather have the issue. So there is no help forthcoming. And I just wonder how long these ripples will be felt in the economy. How about the guy who pinched off a loaf at her oh. driveway? Oh, boy. Completely oh. different topic. Half or the whole. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank you, Mayor. What are we going to be in Pennsylvania tomorrow? We're going to be anchoring a town hall with President Trump and uncommitted voters from the National Constitution Center. That's for a special edition of 2020, the President and the People in National Conversation, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern. So, Rob? yeah, the Trump is going to take on questions from uh, real people and George Stephanopoulos in a primetime special on ABC. Is is Biden ever going to face any serious questioning from voters or, you know, uh, the sort of press that would dig into him the way Stephanopoulos will get into Trump's shorts tomorrow night? I am reasonably sure there's still enough old schoolers in American journalism that they will be too ashamed not to. Ask Biden questions. I want one sit down with Jonathan Swan. That's what I want. Mm. The Swanner, Swanee. Yeah, he's tough. Um, I just there uh, there are enough guys. Uh, the Chris Wallace is the uh, well, he's another one. Yeah, George Snuff up Snuffle up against who's brutally uh, uh, biased, but he has pride. I think they'll be forced to finally do the right. Does Does Biden need to though? Does he need to? Will he pay any price for not? Is the question. And I'm not sure he will. Just like with Trump's taxes, people said through the whole election, how is he getting away with this? He just did. People didn't care on his side. I right. don't care. Um, I'm thinking Biden voters don't care if he doesn't facial questioning. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he's going to debate. By the way, uh, Trump had pulled even and even ahead in some polls in Florida, and that made a lot of news last week. Over the weekend, Michael Bloomberg, billionaire, short, mentioned uh, that he is going to spend a hundred million dollars of his own money just in Florida Woof. to make sure Biden wins. A hundred million dollars is it would be a lot nationwide. Of course, he spent several hundred million to make sure he won. 
and was uh, taken seriously for about two days and then laughed at <laughs> Yeah, well, his real goal was to make sure Bernie or Elizabeth didn't win because he ah, thought that okay. they would lose. And, right. and he accomplished that. Biden won. He wanted to make sure none of the crazies got it. Uh, but he's going to spend a hundred million dollars in addition whatever. to whatever. The, whatever. In addition to whatever the Biden campaign is going to spend in Florida. How come there are, there, are, there are plenty of conservative billionaires or people with money to throw around? How's yeah. there not been some conservatives? You know, one of those casino owners come forward and said, oh, I'm going to spend $200 million to make sure Trump wins Florida. So there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. That's an interesting question. Uh, that reminds me, though, speaking of political money, I think I tweeted this over the weekend that this uh, Act Blue, which is a donation clearinghouse for Democrats, um, an analysis of $400 million in donations raises flags of possible foreign uh, interference. They don't vet their donors. So they more than half of their donors are listed as uh, unemployed because you have to, to make a political donation. I didn't know this, actually. You have to give your name and then uh, where you work, what your job is. How come? Yeah, well, I don't want to get off too far on that tangent, but they're trying to make sure that political contributions aren't just one big corporation Mm. giving a tremendous amount of money. And there are maxes to how much you can give, and I guess it's just another layer of identification. But So they thought that was very suspicious because it's of... um, the similar Republican organization, I think it's 6% unemployed. But it's over 50 for the lefty thing. And the fact that Act Blue doesn't vet donations means they can take in hundreds of millions of dollars from prepaid credit cards. Uh, they're, you know, the, a loaded credit card. Sometimes you get it as a rebate or something like that. So they don't have the slightest idea who is donating these hundreds of millions of dollars. And there is a, a, a pretty solid thought that it's actually foreign governments funneling tremendous amounts of money into our politics mm-hmm. through would... this simple mechanism. The Republican one, they vet all their donations through the credit card bank. That would be something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody will report it, but. It, it could end up being a huge scandal. Coming up in a second, what is the scariest mask you can buy for Halloween? But first, these uh, polls that came out over the weekend, Fox News poll, and Fox is a good, legitimate poll for anybody rolling their eyes, um, if you're that sort of person. If you're voting for president today, and people around the country are voting for president today, um, Harris Biden up over Trump Pence, Biden over Trump 51 51- 46. It's five point lead now. Ooh, it's about half tighter. it was a month ago or so, but it's a national number. And by the way, if it stayed there, you'd probably win in a giant landslide. 5% can be a landslide win, depending on how it's sped around the country. In the past. In the past, yeah. The past is the past, Jack. Past is not the present or the future. You're right about Look that. Look to the future for the You're future. Right. right. Um, I mean, it's just you got a handful of states were Hillary's giant electoral advantage. It's, you know, Cal Unicornia, New York. Mm. But getting to the cluster blank that will be election day slash week slash month. Another poll showing showing that Biden has way more people that are mailing in their votes than than Trump. So the scenario that everybody's described seems almost a certainty. 
If you're going to look at the votes that are in on election night, Trump has clearly got another term coming his way. As they count the mail-in ballots over the coming days and weeks, Biden pulls ahead. That's, you know, whether or not he ultimately ends up ahead, I don't know, but that's exactly the way it's going to play out. Almost guaranteed, 71% of Biden voters say they're mailing in their votes. 71%. Mailing it in. Only 39% of Trump voters are mailing it in. You're going to have so many Biden votes that are sitting there in an envelope somewhere. Considering how tight the swing states seem to be uh, and were last time, yeah, that's that's a recipe for real uh, unhappiness and angst. I mean, and even if even if you're not the sort to to commit acts of violence and destruction and whatever, it's just not good for the national soul if there's a lingering feeling that I'm not sure this was legit. Yeah, I saw a number of Democratic uh, either pundits or strategists on the talk shows yesterday. Actually, watched some of them yesterday. <laughs> Took one for the team. Um, but a number of them saying, "If we can avoid Donald Trump stealing the election, we have to really." So when when Democrats talk about somebody stealing the election, it's just good, honest Americans watching out for the evil Trump stealing the election. Right. When Trump talks about people stealing the election, he's driving fear and chaos and uh, you threatening know. our very democracy. Exactly. Yeah. I find that uh, that whole thing uh, really annoying. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and back to 2000, when we weren't at each other's throats in the same way, you had lots and lots of people and journalists saying, Trump stole the election, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, the Supreme Court stole it. And then they never reported that the New York Times did an independent recount and found, nope, George W. won Florida. That just got lost. People don't give a damn about the truth or the country. All they care about is power. I hate to be cynical like that, but it's clearly true. But you do have both sides arguing that if the other side wins, there's a decent chance they uh, they did something wrong. They stole it. So if yeah. it's close and we're counting ballots weeks out, whichever direction it's going, it's going to be ugly. that I'm a middle child, Jack. I'm a uniter, not a divider. But I find these times extremely frustrating because both sides are, in effect, saying the same thing. It's extremely important that we're very, very careful with massive mail-in voting. We have to make sure security is perfect. We have to have predetermined standards. We have to all be working in a bipartisan way to ensure the election is sound and, and we can all depend on it. But instead of saying that, they're, they're, they're screeching at each other. It makes me crazy. So what's the scariest mask you can buy this Halloween, according to this article? Alex Baldwin. A, 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 a wolf with blood dripping from its hungry mouth. <laughs> That's my vote. Dr. Fauci. A werewolf. Dr. Fauci. Hilarious. What will be the uh, politically incorrect sort of grown-up Halloween? I don't know Did how many... Tiger King happened too long ago? Yeah, I think so. Not too long ago for Halloween. I think there'll be a fair amount of coronavirus-related stuff, don't you think? Probably. Yeah, idiots showing up with like a Corona beer can on their head and a stethoscope. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Corona bottle and a thermometer. I'm the coronavirus. No, you didn't plan, Bill. Going to punch you in the head. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't plan, Bill. You, didn't, you forgot the party was tonight, didn't you, Bill? Ugh, just that pressure. That uh, pressure of coming up with a costume, putting it together or not. putting just, 
Oh, it just fills me with disgust. I haven't been to a <laughs> Some ha- people love that. I haven't been to a Halloween party that wasn't for kids in, geez, decades. Yeah. They're all for kids. True that. Uh, the scariest costume, Joe, you can have is the Karen Halloween mask. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd react that way, so. <sighs> you see, Karen's made headlines this year, Joe, going viral. <laughs> Calling on black people who are just living their lives. Has anybody just died because their will to live left them? They just it went out of them, and then he died. Cause of death: not interested in being alive anymore. He'd had enough. So you're saying he he committed suicide? No, no, he just died. Cause of death: he'd had enough. Yeah, it was funny. There was a weird sound that we later determined was his will to live leaving his body. His soul actually walked out. It staged a walkout. That's it. I've had enough. His eyes didn't close. It was creepy. He just <laughs> sat there. Sat there staring malevolently. Got cold and stiff. Yep. Um, Feel your soul being crushed yet? Exactly. We didn't realize it for half an hour. We just thought he was in a bad mood. Bob Woodward on 60 Minutes last night talked, among other things, in his new book about Trump, about how close we got to war with North Korea. Wow. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The title Rage comes from him. He said he brings out rage in people. And he doesn't know whether that's a positive or a negative or a good thing or a bad thing. And also it describes a condition in the country now. There's a lot of rage out there. That's interesting. That's Bob Woodward on 60 Minutes last night. He's making the rounds, talking to people about his book, Rage, which uh, initially looked like it was going to be a lot about North Korea and everything going on. They've been talking since December of 19. Woodward and Trump. Woodward and Trump. But Mm. then the coronavirus hit and it ended up being a lot about that. Anyway, here's some of the stuff on North Korea. In Mr. Trump's first year. North Korea tested its first intercontinental missile. Woodward says the president gave Defense Secretary James Mattis authority to shoot down any North Korean missile aimed at the U.S. North Korea dominated their earliest interviews. I think the public did not realize, and Trump told me repeatedly, he said, you don't know how close we were to war. That sounded very exciting with Scott Pelley using his dramatic voice, but I assume the Secretary of Defense has the authority to shoot down a missile coming to the United States. If he doesn't. Whether the president tells him or not. Yeah, email that to him right now. (laughs) Standing authority to to go ahead and do that. Kind of seems like your number one job. No, just let it take out Omaha. You didn't tell me I was supposed to stop missiles from coming into the country. You have an anti-missile system, yeah, but you didn't tell me to use it. (laughs) What? Well, how did we come that close to war? I'm a little unclear on that. I mean, what? If North Korea had lobbed a missile at us? Yeah, I'm back to where I was before. Yeah, yeah, then we'd probably be at at war Mm -hmm. if they attacked us. So, uh, remember Trump and Kim 
Fathead, if he's still alive, were exchanging letters back in the day, and Woodward talked a little bit about that. Woodward has more than two dozen letters exchanged in their diplomatic courtship. Kim says to Trump, our meetings, our relationship is out of a fantasy film. (laughs) He says there is a magical force uh, between us. Even now, I cannot forget that moment of history when I firmly held your excellency's hand as the whole world watched. I've been in love. I know what that feels like. And Woodward goes on to say that that was, he thinks, Kim understanding that flattering Trump is a good way to get him to like you. But Mm. again, um, as we said at the time, I... I know Trump said to Woodward at one point, what did I lose? So he met with us and it didn't work out. We didn't right. lose anything. We kept sanctioning the crap out of him. And when the talks fell apart, we uh, we hammered him even further. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll read the book someday. Yeah, I'm sure it's interesting Rage. about the inner works, workings of the White House. But it's not a super exciting indictment of Trump like they're pitching it. Although he does conclude he doesn't think he should be president. Oh, yeah, Woodward yeah, yeah. Woodward doesn't think Trump should be president. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, I don't Sure. He's entitled to his opinion. Yeah. I don't know. You want to hear that? I don't know. You don't have to. You've it's, heard it. I'll summarize You know it. better than long. I do if I want to hear it. Um. Uh, well, the, the, the point is pretty clear. Woodward, uh, Woodward doesn't usually do this in his books. He just lays out all this stuff, and you decide on your own. But he actually comes to a conclusion at the end of his book where he doesn't think Donald Trump is fit to be president. Mm-hmm. As uh, Joe keeps saying, uh, you decide for yourself. And then on the first Tuesday in November, why don't you go decide to uh, either uh, have the guy come back for four more years or pick a different person? Right. The question of whether he should be president anymore or not, let's have a vote. (laughs) Show of hands. Right. Can we stop discussing it? Adam Schiff saying he's a Russian agent. You remember that? You remember the impeachment, all of it? It's been going on. Before the inauguration, there were protests of his presidency. I'm good and tired of it. So Israel is to become the first developed country to impose a second nationwide lockdown due to coronavirus because it's come back. They locked down real hard, thought they had it in control, loosened her up. It's back. They're locking down again. Now, they're a tiny country. It's more like locking down a city, really, than a city in the suburbs than mm-hmm. it is uh, locking down the United States or something. I understand you're not allowed to go more than half a kilometer from your home, Ooh. which is about a third of a mile. Well, there's not a grocery store within a third of a mile of where Starf. I live. Starve. England. Prefer not to. Great Britain. Hello. What's his name? Bojo, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to have a gathering of more than six people, indoors or outdoors. Nah, to hell with that. Come on, Bojo. That's Tell you what, you go down the road of socialism, and you get more and more comfortable with government control. You can't have 15 people wearing masks spread out outside. That's just insane. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just, this is all so troubling. Okay, moving along. That's a small gathering, though, six. Oh, yeah. It's tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Don't forget, ever, Google is evil. Google, Google is evil and see what you get. (laughs) Wired.com, which is staffed by liberals. 
to a large extent. Uh, did a heck of a good investigation, though, into uh, Google, <laughs> Google's efforts to be apolitical. Wired found that typing donate into the white box, it immediately prompted suggestions. Donate to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. But not Donald Trump's. You type the word donate, and it autofills donate to Biden-Harris. And as always, I assume they've got uh, explanations on how the algorithm, that's just the algorithm, does it? Well, after Wired flagged them that to the company, Google said Friday, it blocked those suggestions. Sorry, it was was a mistake. We didn't mean it. It was (laughs) was an accident. Um, Sure enough, Wired found that typing only donate to or donate into the Google box uh, after they fixed it was fine. But if you typed Donate BID, Google's algorithms immediately jumped in with Donate Biden-Harris Act Blue. But if you typed in Donate TRU, it auto-filled Donate Trumpet. I got Donate Truck. Uh, Because people are always donating trucks and trumpets to the trumpetless. I mean, obviously. (laughs) I tried Trump is a... (laughs) And I got Trump is a head in the polls... And I got Trump is a Gemini. Neither one of those are really too damning. No. So then they fixed it. They fixed it again. And if you typed in donate BID, it led only to donate body to science. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm getting right now. (laughs) Which is what Uncle Joe's about to do, too, sooner or later. Armstrong and Getty.